you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time. I'm Calvin. I have seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt. I have also seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Andy. <laughs> I've I've seen Star Wars. I've seen some. And yeah, we are at a, you know, pretty interesting point in the in the storyline of I mean, I guess we're covering the Skywalker saga pretty much. Or like, you know, the it's encompassing the of years that, you know, do the Skywalker saga but while also going deep into the lives of the other characters. And so we're kind of at a nice little breather point before we, number one, we're taking a few weeks off before we dive into Rebels. But when we come back in August, we will dive into Rebels season one. We just wanted to take this moment and kind of step back from episode analysis and just kind of talk to Andy and Andy talk to them about their reactions. But, but before we before we get into that, I was going to ask, do you have a Starbucks have, drink this week? So so here's what we're doing for Starbucks. So I was thinking for Starbucks this week, we would do what I was I was just wondering, like I know a bunch of questions will be asked of me, but I want to know what your coffee drinks are. Like, what's your coffee order? Oh, for you guys, we're doing your Starbucks drink. Oh, well, we have to do yours, too, Andy, but. I'll go first. It's just a it's either Earl Grey or um a caramel oat milk latte. Like simple. My, nice. my, my answer is I do not buy anything at a coffee shop. I have met like on first dates a couple times in college. I've like gone to coffee shops and been like, oh, let's go get coffee. I don't drink coffee or like I don't really like hot drinks. I don't really like drinks in general. This is just I'm kind of weird. So I was always just lying about going to get coffee. I was always going to get like a really what I get is every time I go to like Dunkin or Starbucks or a coffee shop, I get a breakfast sandwich. Um, That's but quite I, funny. I never get it. I never get a drink. Um so I guess water. <laughs> I, I, my friends know this about me. I'm fairly notorious for having a hard time trying new things. It used to be way worse when I was a child and I never really, so I drank very little things as a child. So I don't really know what I like. Maybe eventually I'll discover it. I'm sure you could find me something I'd like, Andy, if I gave you enough information. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, Starbucks has a plethora of, fancy flavorings so i can give you coffee that does not taste at all like coffee yeah i've i thought there was a brief moment where i was going to be and it may still happen where i was going to be transferred back onto morning news at my real job and i was earlier this year when i did it i was like you know this might be it it might be time to get into coffee in order to be able to be a coherent person at 6 a.m <laughs> but then i got transferred to afternoons and so i haven't had to yet face the foe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have. You're not quite there yet. No, I think I think it'll come for me eventually. I don't think I'll become like a regular everyday coffee yeah. drinker. Yeah, I mean, but, like even uh, I'm not. Like, yeah, I have my tea like two hours after I wake up because I enjoy the taste of black tea. Yeah, and I want to get. A, it's not further into like tea. A, yeah, it's yeah. not like a 
it keeps you alive. It's like, I genuinely enjoy this. Yeah. I have people at work look at me when I do Earl, when I make my Earl Grey and just drink it straight black. And I'm like, it's good. It's like, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, it's sweet. Does this. It's bitter. It's good. It's, it's good, good to sit there and I cut because I sit there and I read my Star Wars book at work and I have my big cup of tea next to me. And you know what? Earl Grey okay. pairs really well with the Shadow of the Sith. Oh. Calvin, <laughs> you'll be excited about this. I have obtained a library card for the Milwaukee Public Library System, which means I am going to request Light of the Jedi and I will start reading The High Republic. I've read a couple comics and I've seen I, I like I. I've been on Star Wars Twitter since they started, so I have yeah. a general idea of the characters in the story. But I've heard nothing but great things, and I am a big fan of the authors involved. Their other Star mm -hmm. Wars work, mm -hmm. um, I'm super pumped. It's not I mean, really podcast, but Calvin's been bugging me to read High Republic for a while. I've and been bugging I just didn't Andy buy more it. so. Yeah, I I am like I'm I'm so bad at when I read. I start like three different books, and that is like a toxic trait of mine. I need to focus on one book and just finish it. Well, yeah, and the thing, and we were talking about this. The thing with Light of the Jedi specifically is that it introduces like way too many characters. Sixty percent of the characters in High Republic. Yeah, and so you've got character arts for Avar Chris, Elzar Man, Selengios, um, Bell, Loden, Martian. Lorna, like you have to, it introduces everybody and then they all kind of get to branch off into their own things. You know, you got a Avar goes off into the Marvel comics and thank God Yoda's not even there. It's really nice. Actually, I will say about the High Republic, Yoda not really being a presence is really nice. He's in and High refreshing. Republic Adventures. He's, yeah, he's, he's in that one, exactly one yeah. of the storylines. He's not really yes. in the main books or in the young adult books or in the main comics, which like, that's also, you know, it's Yoda training younglings, which is like what we saw him doing in Attack of the Clones. And so yes, that's just really favorite, nice to see. I will say, I've said this on the podcast before, my favorite Yoda is Teacher Yoda. I personally, in my own High Republic thing, have just, I'm finishing up um, the audio drama Tempest Runner right now. And that's really great. So, oh my God, if First Steps as a podcast joined the High Republic fandom, that would be... <laughs> chaos anyway andy what it's is your coffee order right during the like winter months when it's cold and I, I tend to get just a latte with usually either oat milk or almond milk and um toffee nut flavoring but in the summertime i don't drink hot coffee so it's just kind of a anything I do a lot of stuff. I get free drinks at, at Starbucks, so I just be making it. I love a good refresher. The refreshers are great. Definitely a strawberry refresher girly. I love the peach green tea lemonade. So I don't have it's it's hard to be like, this is the one that I go to. But during the but when it gets cold again, it's it's the same order every single time. And we promise we are not accepting money from Starbucks to say these things. <laughs> yeah, no, this is just I, just Starbucks just runs my Andy world works. right now. Yeah. <laughs> we could also yeah. we could I mean if, if they ever told us to stop we'd just be like what what's everyone's non non uh, affiliated coffee order this week yeah really really <laughs> so yeah that's that's it so Andy at this point we are more than a year in you have mm -hmm. seen Phantom Menace Attack of the Clones seven seasons of the Clone Wars Revenge of the Sith a season of the Bad Batch Solo, and now Obi-Wan Kenobi, the limited series. 
See, it all sounds pretty normal, except for that seven seasons of the Clone Wars bit, which is yeah. which is where it really we are crazy. a bit unhinged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It took you more than a year to get through the Clone Wars, and we thankfully, at least, except for whatever you inferred, avoided spoilers. Hell, it, it took us twelve years. It took me twelve years to get through the series, but that was because uh, <laughs> of the passage of linear time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, correct. <laughs> There's this guy who I've been yeah. seeing on TikTok who is doing Star Wars for the first time in like release order. So four, five, six, one, two, three, and now he's in the Clone Wars. And I swear to God, I first came upon his videos like two weeks ago when he was doing the original trilogy. And now he's at season five of the Clone Wars. Like that is and like I looked at the dates, they match up for like yeah, they're pretty close to when I saw them from when I posted them. So he's been doing this for two and a half weeks and he's been binging the fuck out of this shit. Something the toy more, collector. More, anyway. more power to him, I guess. I cannot yeah. do that. So, Andy, what are some yeah. um, what are some thoughts that you have in general? Well, I, I feel like obviously I'm enjoying it because I wouldn't do the podcast if I wasn't having fun. Yeah, I think Star Wars has impressed me. I definitely had some preconceived notions of like what Star Wars is and what to expect. And I think that these, you know, going through and watching all of this Star Wars content has sort of, it's not quite what I expected it to be. It, I definitely do get what the hype is about, obviously, clearly. <laughs> But at the same time, I definitely I think it's given me an opportunity to clearly sort of see the flaws in in Star Wars as well as well. Star Wars does have some. Well, and I think that's sort of problems. a that those are the two sort of basic reactions that it, it makes sense for you to have, given that we started you with the prequel era, which yeah. is awesome and like full of with all the Clone Wars and stuff full of depth and rich storytelling and tragedy. But it's also kind of wacky and none of the movies are that great. And so yeah. it's fun to, to and but also like that's sort of one of the fundamental things about Star Wars is it's all a bit shit, isn't it? Like it's it's <laughs> it's 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 not pinnacle filmmaking. It's not you're not watching a Martin Scorsese film and, and we're going to discuss it in in film class discussion section next week. As good as Star Wars is, the 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 primary driver of it is fun. And yeah. like and yeah. the. And in the inventiveness and the cool things that they do with it, with the world and the characters. And that's that's why I love it is that the world never bores me. Um, Tatooine sometimes bores me, but uh, <laughs> the, the world me. of the universe, the world of the universe never or uh, never bores me. And I can always see I love when Star Wars even does like as simple as like a detective story in Star Wars, a, a romance in Star Wars, doing genres in that universe, which was sort of Clone Wars' whole shtick, was is always super fun for me. And I, it's been fun experiencing that with you as sort of a newbie to Star Wars, but like you, you, you've consumed media. You, you're, you're not just a kid watching it. So you can, it's, it's fun to see the sort of balance of the way we talk about stuff versus like it was so cool when that awesome there was this awesome force or jedi thing but also we're talking about the literary influences and and technical stuff and i i really enjoy that yeah yeah i definitely i definitely get that i think too star wars is one of the things that people have 
because most people, I feel like, were introduced to Star Wars as children or like when they were younger, maybe in their like teen years. And so as adults, they have this sort of they look they look at Star Wars through these, you know, childlike lenses, which is good in some regards, but then also it makes it like you're you kind of miss out on some of the important bits when you're a kid and when you don't really like analyze things critically. And I think that I don't know, we mentioned that sort of population of Star Wars fans, which is a minority, but like a loud minority of jerks. <laughs> And I think that yeah. a, a big part, because the thing, <laughs> the thing that's interesting to me and like the reason why I like didn't want to watch Star Wars, one of them is that I was like, oh, this is going to be like a bunch of sexist BS. And it definitely can be. It definitely can be. But Star Wars also has a lot of like very clear political messages of like, it's like very anti-fascism and very anti, like at least trying to be like anti-racism, but like I, sometimes they fall short. Um, but I think they are trying, they at least are trying to have these sort of political messages that I think that when people are not viewing them critically, it kind of goes over their heads and then they get like mad when people say that Star Wars is political. Does that make sense? Does that make, does that, I don't know if that. Yes, there, there, yeah. there absolutely, there always has been because yeah. like from the very beginning, George Lucas was influenced by he, he grew up in the 60s. And mm -hmm. so like that, that's that progressivism. I mean, there's there's we'll talk about when we get to the original trilogy, there's huge influence of the, of the Vietnam War in the original Star Wars. And so like George Lucas's vaguely leftist beliefs have always been in the series. But he also was uh, it's fun. It's funny because it's also like he's also kind of a simple like. He just wanted to tell a fun space story. There's there's these interviews where it's like, uh, yeah, I was influenced by the new wave school directors and and the cinema of the time and the Vietnam War and all the the sort of like all these different important things. But also it's a fun space story because it's it was always meant to be that simple. And the fact that those coexist, I think, is really fun. So it's yeah. entertainment that appeals to everybody. But also you can learn lessons from Star Wars, which is why I think it is cool when it's shown to kids, because there is a like way to learn good things and like and the standing up for what's right thing that runs through all of star wars that is going to become even more prevalent in this era of star wars as we sort of like because the empire sucks so people are going to start resisting it and it's a common theme throughout all of the rebellion era stories is that that sort of that's one of my favorite things about Star Wars as even even beyond the more explicit political stuff like the the Republican Senate guys who are Nemoidians and the George Bush quote in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I um so I, I went to a protest on the 4th of July and there was a, there was a sign there that said, you know, a woman's place is in the resistance and had Leia on it, which wasn't really a spoiler because that was kind of. We've already discussed that Bail Organa is yeah, gonna like, I'm like, indoctrinate yeah, Leia into the rebellion, this, right? <laughs> and yeah, the the basic cultural zeitgeist of the good guys are the Rebel Alliance. One of the good guys is Princess Leia. Exists, yeah. Like so, um, so that was not like a surprise, but it was oh cool no, you seeing look, that no, poster. Like Carrie Fisher looked like when she was twenty. 
Yeah. Uh, oh no, <laughs> I've seen a well, I've yeah seen one of the most iconic a costumes of all time. Of her, yeah, but it was cool seeing that that poster at that protest, and and it really made me think about how. I mean, that is sort of where we we do learn. We do learn so much of the world, and and for me, like growing up, and and kind of why I've chosen to be a storyteller, and to and why stories are so important to me, or at least part of it is so much of my life I've like gone through things and I've been able to be like oh my god this is exactly like when xyz happened in this book that I read or in this movie that I watched and while it seems kind of stupid and childish like that helps me navigate situations and better understand the world around me so yeah yeah, it's a it's Pretty a cool it's a, <laughs> stuff. It's a lens through which to see the world, which is cool. Yeah. And I Yeah, I I think I think Star Wars is is it's cool that Star Wars is more than just a movie our parents watched in the 70s. Um which is like I mean my I got shown Star Wars as a kid because my parents thought I would like it, but also cuz they liked it as kids. Like it was one of the most popular movies ever. And this is before way before. This was just when it was six movies. And while you could take a lot from that, the the depth of storytelling and the 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 sort of reality of the Star Wars project and what it has become wasn't there yet. And there's a lot of complex stuff we'll navigate. We we are in the Disney era now, so we're we're navigating Star Wars released by the biggest corporation ever. And it's and and yet like it, it there's all there's all sort of complexities both in the production and story side and the ways it relates to all our real life that we've talked about on the show. And it's cool, and we'll continue to talk about them because we're gonna go from like we're gonna be watching modern Star Wars for the next little while, like the the future of the podcast, and then we're gonna go match back and watch the movies from the seventies and eighties, and it's it's gonna be like there is gonna be a lot going on, and it it it'll be fun and interesting to jump between those different times and sensibilities of making media, and see how they all fit together, and see what we like and don't like. Yeah. Disclaimer, I love Star Wars Rebels so much. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that's what we're today, get to. I, I really think that because there are just so many people who like Star Wars Rebel, like like Wyatt, like, you know, Star Wars Rebels is their favorite Star Wars. And I kind of think that I don't want to hype it up too much, but I think Andy's going to fall in love with Rebels, too. I'm really, yes, I'm really excited. I, think, I, can't I think wait it does a lot it. of things that you're going to enjoy. And as someone you and i have ended up on the same page where we i think believe that animation is the best medium for star wars yeah Mm -hmm. um and i think rebels is a very fun illustration of that and it was lucasfilm animation's first sort of like first go at something that wasn't clone wars and also was Mm -hmm. without george and so i think it's a very it clone wars is inextricably tied to the prequels for me it's it's all one story um, even though Clone Wars' finale is definitely for itself, but Rebels to me stands alone. Rebels exists in the in the place of the original, like in the in the the setting of the original trilogy. But I think you could consume only Rebels and have a decent understanding of what Star Wars is. And I think that is very strong storytelling that it does. And I'm super pumped. I I was when we were planning this out, I was super hard advocating for us to get to rebels as soon as possible just to introduce really because i it's sort of selfish i want to hang out with these characters again and 
because the last time I watched Rebels, or Rebels actually ended while Calvin and I lived together. It was before Calvin got into Star Wars. So on the other side of the dorm room wall, I watched like the last season of Rebels. So I'm I'm excited to get back into like the the beginning, like like going back and watching early Clone Wars and seeing baby Ahsoka and inexperienced Anakin and and really like formal Rex. It'll be fun to go back to the Rebels folks and see. It'll be like nostalgic for me and in a way that is different because this was my first Star Wars as like a person. Like, yeah, I started watching yeah. Rebels when I was a like a mid teenager and then ended as like a young adult. So it was the first Star Wars I watched in the social media era. It was the first Star Wars where I was really like engaging. I still wasn't posting because I hate posting, but I was really engaging with the fandom and the 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 levels of it that was that was beyond just like forums and w- the the wiki from when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Er- earlier I posed the question, you know, what questions do our listeners have for Andy at this point in their Star Wars, in their completely chronological Star Wars watch? So I'm going to go with these in just kind of a self-picked order, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, the it's first who we one, like best. The first one comes from at ZJ302. Does Andy think that the Jedi deserve to return or should they fade away into the annals of revised history? <laughs> That's an interesting question. Do they deserve to come back? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the Jedi are. They're so flawed. Especially, like, the point that we've gotten to. I mean, they... Even with the best intentions, I feel like the Jedi helped create the world that they're living in right now. And so part of me is like, no, they don't deserve to come back. Like, that was pretty shitty. And I feel like those who have to suffer in this new world who are going to fight for it, those are the ones who deserve to revel in the uh, the new world that awaits after the Empire. I don't know, but I but I do but I do have a feeling that the Jedi are the ones who are gonna like swoop in and and save the world. So if if I don't know. I don't really know. I feel like in my mind, like right now we're headed we've we've been talking about like the resistance that's forming. The resistance is not Jedi. I would Notably say Notably it's the overall, rebellion, but Oh, you're right, you're right. You're the rebellion, the rebellion. Um But you know, all these all these all these groups that are popping up um there that are against the empire they aren't jedi most of them are not jedi even though some of them like i don't know we've got we know obi-wan we know that there are a few but like most of them are dead at this point i feel like the empire is not going to be taken back by jedi it's going to be taken back by all of these people in the rebellion. So, yeah, I don't know if there really is a place for the Jedi in the new world that's going to come. Hopefully, I'm assuming that they win. I'm I'm hoping that they do beat the nah, Empire. Good guys lose. Spoilers. Everyone yeah, good dies. guys lose. It's actually uh, Game of Thrones we're making you watch. Yeah. So, 
so yeah, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I don't think the Jedi deserve to return to what they were before. Like before yeah, that's, uh, the Empire. That's sort of what where I land on this. I know I'm not being asked, but I do have capital T thoughts on this. And to plug, <laughs> when I express my thoughts to folks that are not Andy and have seen Star Wars, my episode of Gold Squadron, where I went on with, uh, where I guessed it during The Mandalorian, has sort of my thoughts on this. Oh, yes. Book of Boba. And because I, I think... What I'm always interested in is is stories about institutions transforming. And I think I will say Rebels is going to get into Rebels is going to get into some of this where like. The idea of what it means to be a Jedi is completely changed now. And Obi-Wan interrogated this, the series, where it's like, what is it? What does it mean to like walk the path of the Jedi again? And we saw how Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's return to the light was through helping other people. It wasn't through serving the Senate. It wasn't through thinking about the balance of the force. It was through being a servant to the people of the galaxy. And I think that was a cool thing for the series to do. And I like those sort of I like those sorts of stories with Jedi after the fall after Order 66, after the fall of the really flawed order. I think that the the Jedi Temple and their rules are like bogus. Like I think that's stupid and I think trying to teach the Force in this like really weirdly specific way is kind of I think it's just wrong, I guess. I don't know. Like obviously I still don't know that much about the Force, but all of these they, they didn't help, you know? In the end, like not having attachments led have led the jedi astray i would say i don't think it is attachments that make us weak or more prone to the dark side and i honestly yeah, feel I'll like the jedi it. having like not having attachments is kind of problematic i think that a lot of the a lot of the the shit that was happening in the jedi temple a lot of their rules a lot of their ways of being problematic i mean they isolate themselves from the rest of the world and the jedi children or the padawans the the younglings grow up not really knowing anything outside of the jedi temple and then they're just put out into this world with immense power with the you know there yes and i understand that's sort of part of the reason why they have like the padawan thing where you go out and you learn but that is really like not enough you know and i think that i honestly feel like the the Obi-Wan has done so much on his own. I mean, he went, f- I don't know, but even Obi-Wan was sheltered. So yeah, I would say no. I the, the Jedi do not deserve and should not return as they were before. If they yeah. come back, it's got to be quite different. I There's I a say. good George Lucas quote on the attachments rule that like, explains what he was thinking with it where like you can see where the jedi hundreds of years ago were coming from but it's obviously it's it's clear in the prequels that the jedi are intended to be too dogmatic too obsessed with their rules to see the forest for the trees to see the force for the trees essentially Um, yeah and it is also no accident that they live in a literal ivory tower that is that was always intentional intentional yeah as much as like you could see the point of like oh we live we we we're ascetics we like we we're separate from the world we meditate on the force but they like they lost their way 
we see that in Clone Wars with Anakin and Obi-Wan, Anakin's possessiveness and versus Obi-Wan's ability to let go. Why? At that point, Obi-Wan's a better Jedi. Whether Anakin like is has his head screwed on straight as like a hero versus Obi-Wan's attachment to the rules, we can debate that into eternity. But mm-hmm. it's definitely some it's definitely a cool thing that Star Wars engages with the whole time. Whether because the attachments rule was made up for Attack of the Clones, but the idea of like negative emotions corrupting and causing you to do bad things which is the basic thing of like why folks fall to the dark side is a cool thing that i think they do a lot of interesting stuff with beyond just i got angry and killed some kids which like is sort of a big leap in revenge of the sith yeah so on that topic our next question comes from star wars the clone cast so that anakin guy huh (laughs) Anakin having been one of the central figures of Star Wars thus far. Well, and you were a big Anakin guy in Clone Wars. Yeah, I still, I still really like Anakin. I was, I was, who was it? Did I message both of you about the Hayden Christensen interview? Or was it just Wyatt? I can't remember who I texted about that. Or, 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 I think it was both of you. I, I think I sent both of you a snap about that. Oh, okay. Like forever ago. Oh, I remember it was a snap, was like, yeah. Yeah, there was a there was that Hayden Christensen interview and I was like, that's my Anakin. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh my god, there he is. Like, what the fuck? Um, which was so that. just so bizarre. Where he, like, um it is funny about how he does sound more like Matt Lanter now, which is just a, yeah. a enormous coincidence. I do like uh, seeing because Hayden Christensen was out of the public eye for a while, for like most of the last decade. He did some acting roles after Star Wars and was reasonably successful, but essentially retired to raise his family, which more power to him. Um, But seeing him back in the spotlight, really, I'm never a big like AU guy. Uh, My fan content, I like to be pretty canon compliant. But seeing and like Hayden Christensen as like 45 years old, what Anakin would look like at this point if he wasn't in the Darth Vader suit. It made me think of the like the AUs where everything's fine and the skywalkers and amidala's raised the twins yeah and so i i it was just like it, i i never really got those and the like the anakin stays on the light art but like it was just it was sort of outside of the series where hayden was doing a great job acting as darth vader it was like oh, i kind of wish they'd let him do like a what if like just like just little shorts with those little with those luke and leia kid actors just it was it'll never happen and i don't think it should no but it was really cool. I have no particular attachment to Hayden, Hayden's Anakin, because like you, I was sort of a Clone Wars. Like I'm pretty the Anakin in my head is Clone Wars, but I was never a hater because I was a child and I, I, I still don't think his acting is bad. But also I was a child and couldn't recognize bad acting. He was just Anakin. But uh, I I am now way more of a Hayden appreciator post sort of the Kenobi thing the whole kenobi project and the hype around that and how much the the two guys him and you and loved working together and i'm glad there's just a bunch of warm fuzzy feelings around the prequels right now i hope the sequels get that eventually just not to yeah. not to not to poke a bear i mean hey i'm reading them shadow movies of the were controversial right i am reading shadow of the sith right now and i am getting warm fuzzy feelings thinking about the rise of skywalker which no, is something i, I never I mean thought the, that i would say yeah I mean the actors oh, in particular. Yeah. That's but true. Like, cause the, cause That's it's true. Everything turns in cycles. The actors the, of the prequel era that are hated are loved and respected now. Cause the kids that love them grew up. So 
No. I, yeah, I love Anakin. I can't bring myself to be like, I hate him. You know, I really can't. It's, it's tough. That's what he wants you to do now. It's tough. I just feel like, I don't know. I, I relate a lot to Anakin. A lot of his reactions to things and a lot of the things that he does and the ways, I don't know, his, his logic a lot of the time I'm like, oh, no, I totally agree with that. And like, if I were in this position, that is the exact thing I would do. And I don't like I don't see myself in Obi-Wan. I don't see myself in Ahsoka. I see myself in Anakin. So and I, maybe that's just me being like a narcissist, but it's hard for me to see him where he is now. It really is. And it's like it's so it's such a weird experience to see him like killing people. And I feel heartbroken because that is who he's become and yeah and in that regard i do feel like obi-wan um yeah i can't bring myself to hate anakin i i feel like i don't want to say like this isn't his fault but he has been he was manipulated from the very beginning he has essentially yeah, it's a tragic and, 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 story yeah, I was literally just going to say, I mean, Anakin was groomed for this role as Darth Vader. He, I mean, Maul from when he it. was Maul, that's a, a Maul child. says that quote. Yeah. Uh, he so, says he's long been groomed for his role, and which is kind of, I don't know how he knows that, but like, it is true. Palpatine met Anakin when he was nine after hearing the yeah. like, oh shit, the Jedi think this is the chosen one. And he's like, wow, what a, what a perfectly nice child to turn evil. So we'll like watch your career with great interest. Yeah, we don't he doesn't really get into it till he starts putting the whole Clone Wars plan in motion. But then it's full time manipulation of Anakin anytime he gets. And uh, it's it is. But, I always I like Anakin's story quite a bit, especially in the prequel era, um, because in the in the originals, I think it gets a little bit more muddied just because of the way Darth Vader wasn't originally Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> um production wise and uh which isn't a spoiler because we know he is but like the movies were made pretty haphazardly and, and the darth vader of the originals is like the great he's like an incredible villain for most of it and so but i love what they've managed to do with making us believe that he becomes this person and especially this era of anakin from like late clone wars through like the end of the before the originals, all the stuff where they do with Vader, I love. And the because this is a Vader we see we saw in Kenobi, who's a Vader who I'm calling a Vader, but he's obviously Anakin and he's fighting. He's fighting those inner demons in a way that is really interesting. As much as I do prefer and enjoy and loved experiencing with y'all, the hero with no fear from the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, our next yeah, it's weird. Weird, weird, weird. <laughs> Our next question comes from uh, Chris Lauzon, one of the co-hosts of Dark Side Divas. What was the most surprising and saddest thing about the story arc thus far? Huh. What's the most surprising? Um, I'd have to think about it. I don't want to be like, I've... I knew everything that was going to happen. There's there's quite a few things that surprised me, but I can't think of like 
Order 66 wasn't surprising because we already sort of had that hinted at really heavily with Clone Wars. Yes. So I kind of that wish really, that 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 really been... bugged me because you, you, otherwise you would not have known about the clones turning on them. That was yeah, something I, I thought was you were was maybe going to be preserved, but uh, I for, and the Order sixty six arc is good, but honestly, I would have deleted it to preserve the surprise for the podcast. Yeah, and not like deleted it from the podcast, deleted it from existence. Then Fives is still alive. Yeah, <laughs> lol. True. So yeah, but I I do yeah I I so that's I guess that's not a surprise, but that is something I wish was a surprise because that would have killed me. Um, what was surprising? Man, all of Attack of the Clones. Uh, <laughs> not because it was surprising, because sometimes narratively I was like, how did we get here? How did this happen? Um, I honestly, I'll say the most surprising thing was that the podcast ever got released because the first two we watched, I was like, Andy's going to hate Star Wars. We've shown them because Phantom Menace didn't land and Attack of the Clones isn't good. And like, what if Andy hates Star Wars and is like, why are you assholes making me watch seven seasons of a television show? <laughs> I think and I think, honestly, if we'd gone release order on Clone Wars, I, maybe you get rookies at episode five. But if you didn't latch onto the clones early, I feel like that was a huge turning point for like your enjoyment yeah. of Star Wars. Yeah, Cause, like, I was going to say into Domino Squad that that I think was probably like the the most surprising thing for me was like the clones, you know, was just not that like I knew that they existed, but just. Yeah, yeah. I feel obviously feel very attached to the clones and I that's not something I was expecting. I I cuz I liked Padme. I liked Padme and I kind of yeah. felt like, oh, you, you know, maybe big, I'll find You were a what? big Padme booster. That was your like sort of takeaway from those two from the first two movies. And then cuz Padme isn't really a focus character in the Clone Wars that often cuz it's it it, the political episodes did bore me as a child and I was the target audience. So they had to yeah. they had to sometimes do shooty, shooty, bang, bang. And so they didn't I, I think they didn't want to keep putting Padme in that. But I really I was surprised as well by the level to which you latched onto the clones early because there are several standout clone episodes. But because for me, it, it's sort of really getting attached to the clones as characters and not just like cool soldier people was way in season four with the umpara stuff was when because that was when i really that was when rex cemented himself as like one of my favorites because i was too young to really appreciate the deserter episode because i i liked cody as a kid and not because he had a stirring personality thing it was just because that was the one i decided i liked um and so it was really fun getting to experience the clone wars for the clones with you knowing unfortunately knowing all the good content and then knowing all the fucked up content that was coming and then the delightful surprise that was bad batch yeah um, yeah that was that was really fun that they, show they that were I like i think was announced i think calvin do you were we recording the podcast when bad batch was announced no or was it before it was but it was definitely before it was like it had to have been like yeah no May it was like summer or fall 2020 yeah because it was after the final season came out where the Bad Batch arc got animated. Because I remember I was yeah. at a gas station when it got announced. And I was like, oh, this is fake. And then it was from the official Star Wars Twitter account. 
because I was an early Bad Batch <laughs> hater. Yeah. But it was a delightful gift to the podcast and to the and like to my enjoyment of Star Wars to get modern clone content tailored specifically for Andy, number one clone fan. Yeah, we got to get that on a t-shirt, number one clone fan. Yeah, I love those yeah. guys, to be honest. <laughs> I yeah. really do. I I kind of want to, like, make a list of, like, all the clone episodes just so that when I'm like, oh, I want to rewatch uh, Clone Wars, I can just go just skip to the ones yeah. that I like. Yeah. I could probably do that off the top of my head, I think. I mean, you get to see... Um, of all the classics. Waxer and... What's his... Waxer and Boyle with Numa. Boyle. Oh, I, I love, would have forgotten that I one. Okay, so episodes. that was two clone dads that's, and their adopted that's, daughter. Shame on me, number one Ryloth Boyle's booster death was for forgetting rough. that. Boyle uh, died, died in the Umbara. Oh, was that wasn't that Boyle? I thought died. Boyle died in the Umbara. Boyle had the mustache. Oh. oh. Boyle yeah, is Waxer the other one painted on his helmet. Yeah, Waxer oh, was just right, he was one right, of those guys. Right. Yeah. You're Boyle right. we see in another episode. We I mean we don't know what happens to him because we don't see the 212 all that much after that. Yeah. But yeah, Waxer's death was quite for a character who was only ever in one episode and they were asking you to remember three seasons back, it's quite good. Yeah. <laughs> it really hits you in the you know, heart. You know what was a fucking uh surprise was in Bad Batch, <laughs> not only was Cut there, but then also the guy who had amnesia. The other clone. Yeah. Yeah. The two clones that I was like, I want to know what the fuck happened to these dudes. We get to see them. That was crazy. Yeah. The cut- I, I was so sure that cut would come back, but I did not think that we were going to get. I, what the frick is his name? Gregor. Gregor. I was like, I want to say George, but it's not George. Um, I can't believe that Gregor came back. That was crazy. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That the cut episode of. Uh. Bad Batch was like, I was like, we have to watch this in person because I need to see Andy's reaction after talking for so many times on random ass podcast episodes about what Cut Laquane's doing and like what the implications mean for him. And, and like <laughs> it was for so long that episode didn't exist yet. So like we were just like, well, they're never going to fucking tell you. So well, like it was yeah. it sucked. And then and then he gets a whole starring episode in a television show with Inspector Javert sideburns and a dad bod. I love it. It was so good. Yeah. Oh, man. What should we do next? Uh, let's do, if you could choose, uh, this comes from Emily, I want to say Thulis, Thalus. Um, please let, let me know. I, I am sorry if I'm getting so this like, incorrect. Uh, the guy who plays Lucan, Lu- Lucan, Lupin, like David Thulis? Maybe. Th- Thulis. Yeah. Anyway, um... If you could choose one character to bring back from the dead and or survive Order 66, who would it be? Padme. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, let me think. Let me think. We see who gets got. Kit Fisto gets got. Uh, My oh, there's a very good video that. of you reacting to Kit Fisto's death. Kit Fisto get, gets got. <laughs> Yeah, um, part of me uh, is like... The live Andy reaction no, meme is still my, so my, good. I'm trying to think if there are, like, what... Do clones, any clones die during that? I'm trying to think of, like, what clones I would want to bring back. But I think, I think Padme is probably... Oh, well, yeah, fives, fives. Fives. Fives, but I think fives... Because fives is... 
Echo got resurrected, but, so Fives is like the saddest clone death on screen. Yeah. I but wish, fives, I will say... I, fives is... Bef yeah. Emily has a second question. Um, if you know of any characters from future series or installments, which character are you most excited to learn about? Kylo Ren. Easy. Easily yes, Kylo Ren. I, given I think your Kylo Anakin Ren is going to be my fave. I... I'm fascinated by your I'm I'm going to be fascinated by your take on filmed Kylo having none of the fandom like context. I'm really excited for your take when we get there. And I'm enjoy Oh no, because like Resistance season 2 happens between Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Um yeah, it'll be Yeah. And cuz uh, no spoilers, but Adam Driver, fantastic actor, really yeah. kills the role. Yeah, he does. Uh, one of one of the best, like, pure... I Again, I'm not really an acting guy. Mostly I can't tell the difference between, like, good or mediocre or bad acting. But I can tell that man is killing it. And it's fantastic modern acting in Star Wars. And while I am not personally a, a big Kylo guy, I enjoyed the character and I'm extremely excited for your reaction far off in the future. But I, I think that's a good call far in the future yeah yeah far I, in the future <laughs> i but yeah i, de I definitely yeah, know the, like the damn mandalorian is gonna get us bogged down before yeah. we get to the sequels <laughs> but that'll be an interesting era to go through oh it'll be super fun um, i'm just i was thinking about like because i was like they make the there's nothing else but i forgot about yeah i mean like this i mean like this is you know well seeing the sequels after having seen everything that's in the mandalorian era and how that is going to connect to that that'll be interesting yep it'll be um, super fun but going uh, all right um this comes from our good friend Charles at Gold Squadron Gaze. Are there any hey, characters or areas of the timeline that you'd like to see fleshed out more? Yeah, definitely. I, I, um, I'm going to make an amendment to this that we don't already know is going to happen. So, you know, you can't say the Bad Batch or. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's not, but that's not. Uh, yeah, uh, this what is, I, what this I, is I, Andy creative writing. Andy Plus. I think, I think. Anakin as a Padawan is something that we haven't seen much of. We've seen a little bit in... Well, obviously, we we have Attack of the Clones, but but other than... But that's, like, the end of him being a Padawan, and then we see, like, him in... The flashback in The Kenobi. flashback, yeah. So I'm kind of like, that is something that I wouldn't mind seeing. I think... It's not really an area of the timeline, but just sort of more info on, and we've talked about this, but like Jedi, Harry Potter, which I guess we've we we there's something like that's coming up. There's but, like an animated show that, but for really young audiences, that's going to be like set the in the High Republic. Little babies, yeah, yeah. I, so I just quick uh, addendum to that is that at least in Legends, and I honestly have no idea how these books hold up because I read them as a child. There was a series of middle grade books called Jedi Quest written by Jude Watson that was all about Anakin's training under Obi-Wan and his sort of gang of Padawan friends. Uh, none of these characters exist anymore, and it's written with a very 2002 idea of what Star Wars was. Um, so it's it. Uh, Jude it Watson. I'm sure it's quite that's, dated. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. But yeah, I read all <laughs> Jude Watson stuff that it was all I would, I would get it from the San Francisco Public Library. But so that is the only thing I can think of that explores that. And I'd love to see a modern take. I don't know what form would be best. 
my gut says animated TV series, but like it wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know of. I don't. I would never be able to pitch that. I don't know if there's enough content in the air. We do have Brotherhood by Mike Chen. Yes, which is set at the yes. very early Clone Wars, and I think is is absolutely a story that was missing from this era, and I'm excited it was told. Less of a timeline thing, but I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. The Night Sisters love. I would love to know more about what. I want. I want to know more about how the Force is used, other than Sith and Jedi. I really am very curious. Like the the Force is sort of its own thing that people can tap into and i struggle to think like there's just one or two ways of doing that which obviously we know there isn't because the night sisters tap into the dark side in their own unique way so i'm just sort of i would like to learn more about i think something that is missing is like culture a lot there are a lot of cultures that i think go unexplored and I would love to know more about like different, like, yes, how different people interact with the forest, but also just like different cultures in general. Yeah. Flesh of the world. The, it'll not, it'll not shock you given to, given that there's a show named the Mandalorian, that one of those that gets the spotlight in the modern era is the Mandalorian culture. Yeah. Uh, beyond the Clone Wars version of it, which was quite limited. They do a really good job of expanding it. I think, uh, You've seen the promo image for Rebels. You know we have a young girl in Mandalorian armor. Yeah. So there's going to be some acknowledgement of that. Um, I think the modern era does some... some. It does the same thing that all, old Star Wars did, which introduced something really cool and then not always do a lot with it. But they've done some cool stuff with Force stuff, uh, for with other Force-worshipping religions, cultures, that sort of st uh, stuff in media that you've yet to see, which will be cool. I would love to see a Night Sisters thing set in the High Republic, like that era, because we see the Night Sisters and then they get wiped out because they're in a terrible time for the galaxy where everybody's getting murdered. What were they doing 200 years ago? Like what what was that culture like? Before Mother Talzin invited the Sith in. Yeah, absolutely. But the other thing is also just like alien cultures. I mean, I feel like so much of what we see are all people it's all humans and that it, it i don't know it's just kind of like we are in space like this is a space why animation show. rules yeah and i'm like why do we not why do we know so and like that's things like mandalore is cool but like mandalore i don't really consider like that's not super different like it's it's its own planet with its own history and culture sure but i want to know like what the what 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 is going on i feel like a lot of the alien like species people are they have like one or two traits and then that is like the thing <laughs> that's like their thing you know and it used all to like be this. way worse it used yeah. to be so much worse with that i had there's a there's a guidebook called the essential guide to alien species released in the Oof. aughts and like it was very cool the art was awesome there was some cool world building done there but it was pretty much like if there was a prominent character of an alien race in star wars Hutt's big example of this, um, Duros, like Cad Bane. There was just the first one to appear. That's Twi'leks. what they were all like. Twi'leks. Yeah. Twi'leks. Yeah, Twi'leks are, Twi'leks are actually the worst because first Twi'lek we saw in the original trilogy was a slave. Therefore, slavery is a huge big part of and, and wearing no clothes if you're a woman is yep. was a, a huge part of Twi'lek culture. And then that luckily got sort of it gets 
it's that one in particular has been getting squashed for about 20 years and I'm very happy about it. Um, but I totally agree. That's a, that's a big star Wars flaw. It is just funny thinking about how much worse it used to be. And, and yeah. that, that at least yeah. we're now finally getting some cool aliens. Um, I, what is it? Rebels has of the main characters, two aliens in the main. Uh, Hera. Crew. Her um, Hera? Is that her name? I can't remember. That girl. I'm so sure it's her, guys. I'm positive. There's a green, there's a green Twi'lek and the green another girl, alien I'm who you swear, haven't been I can't you, remember if her name's to. Hera, but it's that girl. Maybe yeah. Helena? Something like that. I, it's her. Um, so I... Go, like, it's first. the yeah. lightning round. Yeah, uh, a lot of these are from Star Wars Skinny, and... Uh, right. Yeah, these are all actually going to be from Star Wars Skinny. Oh, uh, that should have um, been my Twitter handle. How long do you think that the Empire will reign? At least 30 years, but probably closer to 50. Yeah. What role will Han Solo play in the story? He's going to be a sexy man. <laughs> yeah. That's all I know. Sexy dude. He's, He's probably going to be their pilot. Yeah. Quick thing I say, big surprise, Andy liking Han Solo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But he's a yeah. fun dude. Um, I've never been more wrong about something when I was convinced Andy would hate the solo movie. I'm, I was yeah. so happy to have find that an entertaining, like, oh, we had a ton of fun with it podcast. All it's, right, a back fun, it's a fun romp. Yeah. Uh, how will Luke and Leia meet? Oh, no, they're probably going to like probably going to get in like a scrap like they're both in a fight fighting the same enemy. And then they're going to be like, who the frick are you? Hey, are we on the same team? Are we fighting the same guy? And they'll be like, no, I'm going to beat you up, too. I don't trust you. And then they're going to become friends because they have the same enemy. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Is my friend. What will. (laughs) What will Lando do with his life without L3 and the Falcon? You incestuous whore. I'm kidding. Um. (laughs) Uh, say, that's a thing is, you know, right? That's a that's a Star I'm, Wars in the zeitgeist I'm thing, right? So yeah. sure that they kiss. Um, what will Lando do with his life without L three and the Falcon? He's probably gonna be sad. I don't know. I think. I mean, he does a lot of like gambling and like he's probably gonna oh, be like an arms dealer or something. Mm-hmm. I just remembered where Lando shows up next. I was like, wait, when do we see Lando? But uh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, with Obi-Wan in the wind, who will the Inquisitors hunt next? I think Wyatt and I might have spoiled this already a little bit. Oh, no, I don't know. Uh, probably Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, and last one, this is from Fulcrum Frequency Podcast. You have to put together a team of your choosing to fight the Emmer, to, to fight the Empire. Emmer. <laughs> Emmer. I don't know where my like, English is today. Um... Team consists of one clone, one Jedi, one pilot, one politician, and one other character. So favorite clone, favorite Jedi, favorite. Okay. Okay. So uh, pilot. <laughs> um. Heavy, for my his my <laughs> and his chain gun. <laughs> heavy. Um. Favorite Jedi. Favorite. Favorite. Oh man! Okay. Well, just like favorite would, pilot, favorite you... pilot is Trace. Trace is my pilot. <laughs> um, fucking, uh, I get a politician. You get a politician. Uh, oh, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I I swear you were gonna say Padme. I was no. gonna say Padme, but I was like, wouldn't that dead. be funny? Padme's dead. Um, Jar Jar no, Binks I would take is as alive as far as we know. No, I would take Padme. I would take Padme. I just think Jar Jar Binks would be a funny meme. Um. 
Uh, a Jedi? Who do I like in the Jedi Order? Who exists? Um, oh, oh, actually, no, I'm taking back Padme. I want um, Senator Chuchi. Senator Chuchi. Yes. Yeah, I want Senator Chuchi. Um, I am going to have. Who do I like? Oh, Qui Gon. I was gonna. Have, I I feel like why well, I, I don't care if he's dead. Qui Gon is on my. He's a, he's still kicking around. He's just he's a ghost. Still kicking it. Yeah. <laughs> um. What was the other one? Um. Oh, one no, other so character. Got, and just, just one other character. Any, any pick other a character? droid. Um. Oh, L three. I would want L three. Yeah. Yes, L three. L three. L three. Yeah. Droids L3. like and, the one major and, category. And they also, didn't hit. and also, um, Hondo would also be great. <laughs> that would be such a fun yeah. squad. Yeah. You know what? Pick a bounty yeah, hunter. A, that's we'll a good go through squad, all the classes. Both. Who's yeah. your favorite bounty that's hunter good... that we've seen? It's definitely Hondo. It's Hondo. Hondo's Cat a pirate. Bane's great. Oh, is he not a bounty hunter? I thought he yeah. was. Oh, oh, um, my favorite bounty hunter. Well, Ventress. Yeah. Obviously. Or, or yeah. Boba. But no, Boba's not my fucking favorite. Um, yeah. I like Ventress as a bounty hunter. Your or a Boba Sing. period was very strong and very brief. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's it. That was fun time questions with Andy from Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, guys. This has been fun. Uh, I guess I'm going to go so that they can talk about things that I can't hear about. Yeah. Um, Enjoy our ad break. Get yourself a latte. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to leave, boys. Bye. See you, Andy. All right. So I, uh, I, I think that Andy is going to... Number one, Andy's going to love Rebels. Andy is going to have a crush on Sabine. They already said that they were, that they did, but... um, Yeah, especially once Sabine gets a little older. Yeah. I mean, Andy's obviously called Hera. Yes, but yeah. Andy does not know about Does Kanan, not know Kanan, exactly. my favorite, because well, I'm being annoying. We're being annoying about not telling them that it's obviously, it's obviously it's Hera. Obviously we know it's Hera. Hera. It's, it, she's a pilot. She's clearly a pilot. She looks exactly the same. Same markings. And Andy's not stupid. Chopper it's is there Hera. also. Like they haven't quite clutched yep. Chopper, but yeah, the the moment yes. they see Chopper, they're gonna be like, "Fuck you guys!" It was Hera all along. Yeah, but but the Caleb Doom reveal is very late in the season. Yeah, and I wonder. So I wonder if they'll clock it based on. You know, the fact that both times it is obviously Pr- Freddie Prince Jr.'s adult male voice. Yeah, that's true. That that and and because of Freddie Prince Jr.'s obvious and pretty like sticking out adult male voice, because it was something they clocked even not knowing. Yeah, that uh, I think their point was that he would appear again, man. <laughs> I think that is what I they still said. Think my voice. I think if you like that is sort of what I sounded like at 14. Yeah, I obviously sound a little bit different, but like my level of deepness in the voice, I honestly think if he just done his like a his normal speaking voice, it would have been fine. But he tried to do a bit of a kid voice and it was weird. But I I'm excited for the Grand Inquisitor to show up just like Rebel season one stuff. I'm excited for is Grand Inquisitor returning because I'm excited for the Ahsoka coming down the ladder. Yes. Moment. Do you remember? but do you remember how much shit I talked about the Grand Inquisitor in our text when he got revealed in the tra- trailer because he looked yeah. so crap? Oh, and then yeah. Ripper Friend was amazing. I, he was fantastic. It was a gem. It was an absolute gem of a performance. Yeah.
It's a bug. Did you kill the fly? Yeah, I did actually. Hell yeah. Um, we now we have to leave that in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I am very excited for because up until now, Leia's earliest chronological appearance was in Rebel season two. Yes. Which is also, I will say, I before we knew about Obi-Wan, we were just thinking, if I ever thought about this in relation to the podcast, it's a pretty decent introduction to young Leia. Yeah. Because we we know who we know she went with the Organas, so getting introduced to teenage Princess Leia Organa is fine, but it's going to be so much better with the context of Kenobi. Yeah, and I'm very excited for that. I like Leia. That's also is a top tier Rebels three. episode. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I I just watched it like a week ago. I'm on a I'm on a personal Rebels we watch right now. Um, yeah, I've been waiting. I think I'm going to do it with with my partner when we like like that we'll watch it because clone wars i would do on my own because yeah. i and sometimes i would skip arcs if if i'd seen it because like i don't think i rewatched umbara i'd see i've seen umbara two dozen times yeah i think um but uh i think i'm gonna like because of rebels being comparatively short i want to do it but also not just like cram for the podcast i want to enjoy the series again um so I'm excited for my own sort of like personal life experience watching Rebels again. It'll be super nostalgic. But then also, of course, I am so delighted for Andy to get to know the ghost crew. Yeah, they are my boys. And what do you think their reaction to Chopper is going to be? Because eh, they I hate mean, R2. I don't think they're going to have I don't think they're going to hate him. I don't think they're going to love him. I think they're going to mm. laugh at some of his gags. I think he's pretty over the top early when they're doing the, the slapstick with him, Zeb and Ezra. And then later in the series, when he's just doing straight out murder, it's funnier. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, I, I don't I just don't think I don't think that's going to be the bit that grabs them. I'm very curious what their reaction to Ezra is. Ezra and Ahsoka start out the exact same way. They are shithead kids who are kind of annoying and get all the story focus and neither of their voice actors can act at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the series. And obviously, Ashley Eckstein, who that was her first gig, like she's a fantastic voice actor now. Um, and honestly, so is Taylor Gray, who voices Ezra, who was, who was, I believe, a teenager when he got cast as Ezra. Like he was quite young um, or a very, very, at the very least in his early 20s the maturation of behind the scenes as well as in front of the camera for both Ezra and Ahsoka, I think is an accomplishment of storytelling, but Ezra is a boy (laughs) and I'm very interested how Andy's going to react to the season one Ahsoka archetype when he's an annoying shithead in an orange jumpsuit, a reaction to Kenobi that I was really pumped about just in terms of the future of the podcast. I have been thinking for like months that I was like, what if we get to the originals and Andy hates them? Because they're weird. They're, they're, the movies themselves are quite different tonally and structure wise from what we've been. Although I guess that they, they do. They originate the classic Star Wars like caper stuff. Yeah. But I was like, what if Andy is not grabbed by the original trilogy era characters? And Kenobi, I think alleviated that worry for me with it, the fantastic work it did with Leia and also just introducing the basics of Luke mm-hmm. um, and and keeping the through line of Kenobi because Obi-Wan's part is drastically reduced in the original trilogy. He's a big part of the first one of, of the original Star Wars. So it, I think Kenobi is a godsend, not just for 
the, the, the storytelling of this era, but for our podcast specifically being a solid link for the Skywalker saga characters from the prequels to the originals. And like yes. getting that investment in original trilogy era, Darth Vader, who we'll know as Anakin in Obi-Wan and Anakin in, uh, in Luke. And then the sort of added solo movie, like I'm now, I now think we're going to have a really fun time, not just with the originals, but then, cause obviously they're the main characters. They're the big three. So the, the sequels revolve around in, in a lot of ways, Luke Han and Leia and like it, it, Luke is in the Mandalorian. Leia isn't as, and Han aren't as big a presence there, but like, I'm, I'm sort of, a, I'm no longer worried about the original trilogy mm-hmm. to new Republic era of storytelling and not just being Andy being like, why are you guys making me do this? Can I have the prequels back? Yeah, it's a very good, it's a, this was a very good, like, intermediary between the two which is part of the reason why i wanted to uh do a check-in at this moment yeah um and you were going to talk about so i think you were going to talk about andor yeah i definitely i i really wonder what andor is going to do to their perception of rogue one because i already kind of think that i think they're gonna get really attached to the rogue one crew yes i i see this is a thing that i think i really love diego luna He's a fantastic actor. I'm a big fan. And I like what they're doing with the era in terms of the early rebellion. An early rebellion show is very cool. If they don't put Emphis Nest in it, I'm going to riot. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, part of the. Part of my attachment to the Rogue One characters is that it's it, that's it. It's their movie. Yeah. And every character is so well established in the movie that it'll be interesting to see it's basically if 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 they like Cassian or not basically cuz you don't need to like Cassian to like Rogue One um they're going to love Jin but i yeah. i think i honestly i don't think it's possible but i would love if uh if the Guardians of the Wills characters could get a similar spotlight Baze and Shirut um if we're if we're doing this and uh yeah. although everyone loves Bodhi more than I do, I, I I'm not like I don't he's a great character. He just doesn't compel me as much as the other, as like as as much as some people love him. So I don't really need to see his story fleshed out. His story was in Rogue One. Yeah. I do wish he Same. hadn't died, but they all had to. His death was when I realized, oh god, they're killing him. That's yeah. it. They're, they're nobody's no, because he was the he was the youngest. He was the one who had the easiest way to make it out. He was on the ship. Yeah. And, I, and once that happened, I was like, oh, they're really going to do there, it. Yeah. Because I, I didn't know any. Spo- I didn't know the spoilers for that. And it was it was long assumed that everyone would die in Rogue One. And then the joke was Disney won't let him do it, which is nonsense for various production reasons. But. Uh, I still cannot believe they let him do it. <laughs> Lucasfilm let him do it. Let and that's part of why it. Rogue One's a really good movie, because it's that. Yes. It's their story. We don't need to get into analysis. I, we, we can wait for no, but know, I, but Rogue years One, in the future so when Rogue, Rogue One, One happens. And Rogue One is going to be, this is way off in the future, but Rogue One fits so heavily into the back half of Rebels so nicely mm-hmm. with that, that that's a that's a sort of era that I'm excited about end of rebels into rogue one back into the skywalker saga 
as much as it's throwing a bunch of characters at us, it really does bring us back to what we know as the classic story of the original Star Wars. Yeah. The the the, the mission to rescue Princess Leia, which uh, really cracked me up about Andy's how do they meet? Um, how do they meet answer? How do Luke and Leia meet? Because Star Wars is, the original Star Wars is a fairy tale and uh, Leia is the princess in another castle. Also, we're, I think, gonna get Death Star seeds starting to be planted. Yeah. And that's such a fun ongoing bit in both seasons two and three. Yeah. And I believe that uh, it's season one that they destroy a Kyber crystal shipment. Yeah. That they like that is that is bound for the Death Star project. They they call it back when Saw Guerrera shows up later and are like, hey, we already did this. There's something weird going on with if they figure out how to weaponize kyber, kyber crystals. Yeah. So all the drip feeding, and I'm I'm convinced it'll be an Andor because mm-hmm. because of its because of Rogue One's sort of resurrection for me of the Death Star as a threat. But I I'm a huge fan of what they've done in the modern era with the Death Star. And it's sort of the thing. It's the thing now that all the stories will lead to. It's it unifies Rebels, A New Hope and Rogue One. Yes. Which I think will make it a I think will make the stakes effectively bigger for For... the already excellent Battle of Yavin. Yeah. Well, and kind of talking about the Death Star as a threat or tangentially off of that. The destruction of Alderaan is a moment that <laughs> is just kind of blown by in the movie, but I know after they're gonna be Kenobi, so pissed about that. Like that is the one scene I want to film reaction of. Is just and also Tarkin being a shithead. All Tarkin as a character too, because he's being he's been so well established throughout the Clone Wars and Bad Batch. Yeah, Tarkin's a great then, through line. I, yeah. It's going to be really fun when he shows up because he's the shits shits going down moment at the in bad in not bad batch in Rebels. Rebel season one. Yeah, where because we have those two bumbling officers and we have Callus who's kind of restrained in a lot of the season one and that he doesn't have he doesn't have resources or whatever her name is. Yeah, so it's like it's just normal Imperial folks, and then Moff Tarkin shows up, who we now know is like even from Bad Batch, he's a big wig. He has the ear of Palpatine. He's a huge high up Empire guy. And then he immediately fucks shit up and ruins the Rebels day. It was I think it was the Tarkin episode where I really got into Rebels, where he shows up and things get serious. I was enjoying it, but uh, that was where I really got into it. And then the duel with the Grand Inquisitor in the bowels of the Star Destroyer mm-hmm. when Kanan thinks Ezra died is when like I was like, OK, I'm, I'm with this series. And and also Kanan's going to be one of my favorite characters super excited for Um, the future not just the future of the podcast but the future of star wars and what we're gonna watch yeah i am really really happy that we are at least until andor season two or bad batch season three or whatever at least for the moment leaving behind the era between revenge of the sith and a new hope of releasing new content because oh my god is this this is very interesting to watch all of these things while in conjunction with Andy watching them for their first time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I am a big fan of the Imperial era, personally. Yeah. It was I mean it was it was my first Star Wars and there was not always a whole ton of storytelling in here, certainly not visual storytelling for my childhood, which is why I gravitated to Clone Wars. There was just a bunch of books and comics that didn't fit together. 
and told completely incoherent stories in the Imperial era. And now we have such a good, so many good stories in this era mm-hmm. that like, I can't even choose. Like, I, I think Rebels is my favorite and it's, it is, but like, I also love Rogue One. I'm super happy with Bad Batch. I, I have an enormous attachment to the originals. I I think that I even think the comics they didn't like and the stories they've told since the canon reset in this area that aren't filmed are really good. Um, we're not I'm, even gonna, we're not even going to get to my favorite character of Disney Star Wars, which is Dr. Aphra. I she mean, doesn't get to, Andy doesn't get yeah. to meet the disaster lesbian of Star Wars. That's true. Well, I mean, if you describe her as, as disaster lesbian, I think you might get Andy into her into her. comics. Oh, yeah. Uh, really, just comics are hard to get into. Yeah, um, but true. Eventually, the omnibus with all her shit in it will go on sale and then I will pounce. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's happening. It's still over a hundred dollars. I need it to drop. But yeah, yeah I no, think I, 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 I think I, I'm going to invest some time into either Darth Vader or Dr. Afra. I haven't decided yet which one uh, I want to do. Well, the I mean, Afra shows up. Afra's initial story is the original Darth Vader run by Kieran Gillian. That's what she was created for. Yeah, the arts, the arts kind of shit. Um, but uh, the story's really good. It launched the sort of it launched that successful run of really good Vader comics, mm-hmm. like the one we talked the about. Charles Soul uh, one, where, right? Yeah, the Charles Soul one followed it up, and everyone was like, "Why do we need a second Vader comic?" Then it was fantastic because he hadn't done much. It was pre High Republic. Yeah, he hadn't been his stuff for that wasn't out. But yeah, yeah it's it's a, an exciting time for the podcast. I'm super excited to come back in a couple weeks with the so, yeah. uh, still excellent Spark of Rebellion beginning of Rebels. Yeah, um, we don't quite have a date yet, but about a month, mid-August, we will be back with uh, Rebels season one, episodes one through three, I think. So that's Spark of Rebellion parts one and two and then Droids in Distress. Yes. So, yeah. I always um, think Fighter Flight is the second episode because it's the filler episode. Yeah, f- Fighter Flight's three. the Melu run one. The Melu run, yes. run run. The Melu run run. Yes. And I mean, it's it's I don't I'm joking about it being a filler episode because I think people throw that around too much. But it is the uh, they're all it's the important. one I always forget is in season one. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, may the force be with yeah. you. Why do you want to say swag since Sandy's not here? I'll say swags. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Uh, my voice cracked really bad. I was trying to do an intentional voice crack and purpose. it didn't work. It was going to be on purpose, but then it really cracked. Well, then it was on purpose. Yeah, but it was worse. All right, I'll say well, it again. Well, then that's good Swag. that it was worse. No, no, I'm keeping in the first one. All right. No. Bye, y'all.